everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. Greetings from the gym room of the hotel I'm staying in in Muncie, Indiana. Muncie? Yeah. What the hell? You guys, this this podcast has been all over the map. I think it's been to Jeez. I think it's been to every region of the United States at this point. We've been to the south, the Midwest, the east, the north. Yep, we're all over the place. This is a national podcast mm-hmm. brought to you by Caroline and Beth, who we just can't seem to settle down. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, we do have hoes in different area codes. Yep, we're all about them hotline blings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're internet cretins. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. I spend I spend 22 hours of the day online. Oh God, I wish it weren't true. So, <laughs> um, okay, everybody. So we watched season four, episode what? Twelve. Twelve. Episode we're, twelve. We're more than halfway through the. the I season. noted that. I noted that. Um, so it's starting to kind of pick up, but you know, they did a really good job of establishing, um, the overall series arc or the season arc. I mean, yeah, at the beginning of the, uh, it's kind of tapered off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. But I'm glad that they kind of, um, established this, this episode was kind of the, it was kind of the faith becoming evil of this, this season where it really establishes like the, kind of like it starts the major like big bad arc right that's the vibe i got too because it was like it was like kind of bringing the last few pieces together where it's like okay now buffy has met professor walsh and she knows like the slayer like status and stuff Mm -hmm. so um so i got i got that vibe from this episode i was wondering if that was the case um but yeah so this is a little bit of a filler episode you know we've been kind of getting those these past couple weeks where um it's just like a generic plot and then we'll get like a couple of little bits and pieces thrown in about the um you know the commandos or whoever mm-hmm. um so this episode is about giles get oh, goodness gracious okay the honest Wake truth up. is that i'm i know I, the honest truth is that i'm on some medicine right now and it makes me crazy sleepy oh. um that's the truth i'm just gonna be honest i've been like man i just can't stop yawning but that's it and so everybody's just gonna have to deal with the yawning and i'll still i'll bring it um (laughs) so anyway so this episode is about giles getting turned into a dinosaur and he is very i kind of think he's cute when he's a dinosaur when he's being scary he's supposed to be scary but he's not and everybody just can't understand him and okay so ethan rain is back and this guy just shows up at he the just most can't you can't keep an ethan rain down and i'm like i don't understand what he's going for like i don't understand why he's yeah, coming what was his major plan like i don't know so giles I was obviously know. going to turn into a demon eventually right it's like staying in the hawk and the uh i almost said animaniacs i meant animorphs <laughs> Two Those are two very different very pieces different of media. <laughs> right. Um, it's um, like, oh, well, what was that? I don't know. So, um, anyway, so Ethan shows up, and he's like, okay, listen, let's just start, we'll start at the beginning, right? That's always a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it starts with, like, Buffy's birthday party. They throw her a surprise birthday party. Mm-hmm. And it starts off with, like, Giles being the only grown-up at this party, and everybody makes him feel weird about it. And everybody's being like, oh, man, Giles, if only you would really like Professor Walsh, but she's not here right now because she's 40 and she has better things to do than hang out with kids. And I'm like, 
who the hell are you talking Pretty to right now? Because I know it's not Giles, the man <laughs> who has supported you and gotten you out of many a tough situation. Yeah, for real. The guy who's literally, like, okay, uh, how many episodes prior? Three, four? You literally asked him to be, to, to um, walk you down the aisle. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, oh no, it's kind of weird that you're hanging out with all kids. So that's kind of a weird thing. And then, um, oh no, I'm doing the thing where I can't find my notes again. Okay. Um, (laughs) what else is happening? And then Xander is kicking Spike out. So Spike is looking for a new crypt and that's a, that's an important little plot point as well. Um, and then... What's that? Spike is great in this episode. Yeah, he is. I always just get, like, the perfect amount of Spike mm-hmm. um, at this point in the show anyway. Yeah. Because, like, what right. really, like, right now, it's like, what really can he do except for provide humor? I know. Really. Because he's, he's not much of a threat anymore, so it's like he's not, he's not going to be the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then there's also an instance where... Buffy and I forgot her name for a second. Um, Buffy and Riley are sparring with each other, and Buffy kicks okay, his okay, ass. Okay, I'm so glad you bring this. You brought that scene up because okay. I, I don't usually. Caroline's usually the one to kind of notice, like, um, tech, like, like when, with regards to acting, usually more of the technical, like the breathing and stuff like that. Right. This I don't know if you noticed this. This dialogue during the fight scene was stilted as hell. It was really weird. It was like, you're going to move here, then you move here, then you say this sentence. It was so scripted. Like It, it was, was very strange. So, like, and they're not usually like that. Like, usually, especially, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar is, you know, like, I, I just never get, like, unrealistic vibes from any of right. her acting. I think, you know, like, because sometimes you can tell, like, when someone stops, it, this is like a pet peeve of mine in acting. And that's why I would always try it. Like, when I did theater, like, when you have a line and it's supposed to be cut off by another character, you just yeah. keep talking. Like, yeah. don't, don't say anything. Like, it, it drives me insane when somebody... When they pause and they wait to be interrupted. Yeah, when, you, yeah. when you're, like, when you stop saying a word. And it's so clearly because the other person was written to interrupt you and I'm it just drives me insane and normally I think they're pretty chill about that on this show at least it's not something I notice too often with right. Buffy I notice it a lot I don't know why it really annoys me but like it was rampant in this scene and it was so weird it felt you know what I thought initially I thought it was a slayer dream Oh, really? Because it was so weird? It was weird, and the camera angles were so strange. Like It It was was kind of weird camera angles. It it was like full body shot of Buffy, full body shot of Riley, full body shot of Buffy. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And they were, it was having them like, uh, like Buffy was punching at the camera or something. So like when you're watching it, it looks like you're being punched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, But Buffy kicks his ass, which was hands down the highlight of the scene highlight of the episode maybe <laughs> truly and he tells her he's like he's like don't hold back and she's like okay and then she kicks him across the room um and you know then there's that whole thing where it's like you know he told me to go full power but i don't know if i should and so and she didn't even she could have right. broken his sternum if she wanted to this is and really, she no you go this is really establishing um uh kind of their relation i mean like 
their relationship dynamic as it's going to continue. Because, like, she is so clearly stronger than him. Like, she is so clearly a better fighter and stuff like that. And so this, starting now, this is, like, kind of going to, like... Is he going to get all butthurt about it? Hold on. um beth is at she's in the okay so she's staying at a hotel in indiana and she's in the gym right now and somebody just walked in and is talking to her (laughs) okay uh beth got interrupted um by a seemingly he sounded very nice he was a very friendly hotel goer who was just trying to get some water from he the was gym. just trying to get some water yeah and then he found a girl recording a podcast in there yep um that's all right we do these things for our art um is this art <laughs> you know what it is yeah it it's is gotta art. be right this is me it's telling, media based this is me telling you the listener that this is art yeah congratulations you're all avid art your patrons of the arts um okay where were we okay yeah so buffy and riley is riley gonna get butthurt about this because it's like she's supernatural and if i really just can't handle like with everything that i already feel about riley the last thing i can handle from him is him being like oh am i a man because my girlfriend is physically stronger than me yeah it's like i guess we'll see yeah, it's just, like, it's going to be, like, a thing in their relationship that's, like, I just know, like, I think season four is pretty good at foreshadowing, and so I'm just kind of, like, <laughs> this is, so this is where this starts. Right. Yep. Um, what else happens? Oh, yeah, so Buffy, she, okay, so Buffy meets with Walsh, right, and yeah, talks about and being like, the Slayer yeah, and what that and means. And I'm, like, uh, did... When did she... I mean, I guess they, like, skipped over it. And they can't show us everything, but, like, I'm like, did she just totally... Is she totally chill with the fact that... That's what I'm saying. Walsh is the leader of the initiative? Because, like, (laughs) that's not, like, something that we knew that she knew. What what, was it last... What was last episode? Last episode was doomed. Yeah, so last episode was, like, right after they found out that... Or she found out that Riley was in the initiative. And they, right, and it was all the fights, right? Mm-hmm. They kept fighting and being like, we can't be together. Okay, literally last episode, she was being like, I just can't be with somebody like you, and I can't, like, because of what you do. And now she's, like, hanging out with the leader of Riley's thing. And she's meeting his parents. Yeah, and is also, like, telling them all about her, right? Yeah, I was like... And I mean, and while she even made the same point that we made last episode in the recording, which was, uh, she was like, so we're just doing this, like, we're, we're two sides of the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just, you're doing all the medieval, mythical side of things, and, uh, I say medieval, it's not accurate, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, and we use high-tech stuff, which is true, but I'm also like, I feel like y'all don't know each other well enough to, like, be talking like this, but whatever, I guess it's neither here nor there. Um, and then Giles meets up with her afterwards, and she is stone cold, and I do not appreciate the tone that she's taken with my boy Rupert. I was um, furious. I was shocked. I was shocked that she had the gall to behave Gi- this way. Giles is, like, as all of you know, is, like, our, one of our favorites. 
He's one of our babes. And I'm just Duh. like, how could you? I mean, he, and he's not, he's not being like unreasonable. He's coming from a place of concern. And it's just, right, yeah. It's just like, I'm just like, I, why, why are you being like this? I like, mean, another thing that really bothers me about it is that she was just, like, heavily implying that she knows Buffy better than right. he does. And it's like, you literally, I mean, he didn't explain his situation. Like, as far as she knows, that he's her high school librarian. Mm-hmm. So, I understand the misconception, but I was also just very taken aback that she just thought that she could talk to him. Like, he didn't know Buffy, and he yeah. hasn't been, you know, trying to do what's best for her his entire life. And I feel like what she did could have been, like maybe punishable by the university um how do you mean what does she do like she she talks to him and she's like the way she's like i think buffy i don't know maybe not it's just like it's kind of it it reminded me of breaking like doctor patient confidentiality when you're a therapist yeah kind of yeah like being like i think she lacks a strong father figure and it's yeah, like, it's like who asked you, you have Maggie? No idea. Like, like you have, and, and and it's so. I mean, this is the at this point, it's like two thousand. So like whatever, but it's so like gender normative. Right. Because she's like she lacks a strong male role model, and it's like, um, no, she doesn't. She doesn't need one. Her mom is badass. Like her mom, like moved her moved them like divorced her husband moved them away from the town where they like had lived their whole lives just to start over and like and supports Buffy I I don't know I'm just like I'm just like Buffy's dad sucks yeah like big Buffy's time. dad sucks and it's just there's no way for her to know this but Giles is like the best thing like the like the best thing for her and like part of like her like her biggest growth has been because Giles has been there and like given her advice and helped her out and like I completely agree not put her like not put her down he never he almost I would say almost never he almost never judges her I don't think he ever judges her really he just like sometimes she makes bad decisions yeah and he gets disappointed in her but it's never unreasonable like it's all and it's usually based out of safety too like yeah. I mean the the main thing that's coming to mind is all the stuff that she's been through with Angel you yeah, know when yeah, she keeps when going back to something that's clearly bad for her and at the same time she's not being honest with the people who are literally in charge of taking care of her that, you know and, and that's one of my favorite scenes of the show is I think I remember talking about this on the podcast but like that one of the one of my favorite scenes of the show is that is that is that discussion that they have when he tells her how like hurt he is that she hid the fact that she was seeing Angel from him. Uh-huh. And it's just like it's just like their relationship is so wonderful. And Anthony Stewart had really pulled his weight in this episode. I know he doesn't have too much drama and like it's mostly com- comedy and stuff. Right. But like Man, he's great. He they really have a good thing in him. Like Yeah, like they hit the jackpot. I think I with this I, man. Do we might have we might have talked about this last week and then in the episode that time forgot that we had to redo, but um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and James Marsters are like top notch. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about this last week. I don't know if it got into the episode or not because we had to keep re-recording. Re- <laughs> um, but, yeah, they really just bring so much to the show. And they're the they're the people... I mean, like, like I love the show and it's nothing against the other actors, but sometimes they... And a lot of it has to do with the dialogue they're given to, so I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they get given scenes that they just cannot pull off. And even Spike... Um, who has some very cheesy lines. Like, he just absolutely delivers it. He totally and, sells um, them. And I'm wondering uh, if it's got something to do... I'm not... I don't... Okay, here's the thing. I can act. I don't actively act. Like, it's not something I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to... I've read a lot of books about it and things like that. And I'm wondering if maybe... If it's like they... Okay, like... Okay, so when Sarah Michelle Gellar gets a line that she knows is cheesy, I'm wondering if she's like, ah, this is cheesy. And that affects her delivery, and if the reason that uh, Anthony and James are so solid is because they, like, take it serious. I don't know. Maybe... I I have no idea what it is. Because I've I've genuinely tried to sit down. Because at the same time, um, there, there are moments in the show where... You know, even Nicholas Brendan, who, especially in the earlier seasons, had some really, like, weak spots. Real stinkers. Yeah, in his technique, and, um, (laughs) I said weak spots in his techniques, and you said stinkers. Um, (laughs) so... And that's the show. Yeah. Like, even he, you know, when he's interacting with, um, Anthony Stewart Head, like, he gets brought up at the same level. And sometimes they're on the same level, and then sometimes they're not. And I'm just wondering, like, what makes it? Like, what what is happening in their head that is putting them at, at this different level? But yeah, I mean, I think who's to a, say? I think that's a good point. I mean, I think part of the reason I appreciate this show so much is that I feel like they all do take it really seriously. Yeah. Like, I think they all... I mean, like, they have... I can You can tell when they have fun recording like you can tell like the zeppo was obviously right that's what i was thinking of too a really fun episode for everyone to shoot like i'm sure they had a really good time but like even you know they take this this show isn't like i think one of this show's pitfalls and it's unintentional but this show's pitfalls is like it's marketed as something that can't reach a lot of people yeah, it's definitely marketed as niche, and I wonder how much of that has to do with the people, because it's, it was made by Joss Whedon, who's notorious for his, like, I'm a special person, right? Like, mm-hmm. his his type of niche cult fandom type of, uh, what is it, like, shtick, I guess? Yeah, I um, So I wonder... That, yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, I guess by season four, the show had definitely built a huge following. Yeah, but, but definitely in the beginning, it was it was marketed as very like you're only going to be into these, you're only going to be into this if like, you like yeah, teen these dramas, things, right? Teen dramas, supernatural, uh, romance, and all this stuff, and all you know. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I mean, this show is like a show that I that any I feel like everyone can get something from it. I sound like I'm doing PR for Buffy. <laughs> everyone can get something from this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, but, like, everyone can get something from it, but not a lot of people give it a chance. Because, any yeah. the first season... No, I think that's definitely first true. season is pretty crappy, but, like, you yeah, skip it. Who cares? Um, but that... I feel like that's a show's major pitfall, but, like, everyone in the show takes it really seriously. They don't treat it like I'm on a... I'm on a, like, a... You know, whatever. I'm on a teen drama or whatever, because I think it, it it is that, but it also... Um, ascends from right. that. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit more. Um, and I, and the, so I appreciate, like, 
And I think the reason I think Anthony Stewart Head and James Marsters are two of the best actors on the show is because they, like, I think more consistently than the others, maybe not Sarah Michelle Gellar, but, like, more consistently than anyone else besides her, they kind of go above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm still... Maybe it's just down to talent. Maybe it's just that some people are better actors than others. (laughs) And there's nothing. Because I I mean, I'd love to find a reason. Anthony Stewart Head is a huge Shakespeare. Like, he he was a star of stage before he. Before he got on the show. Mm hmm. That's good. I'm. I'm so. That makes me so happy that he found success. Because the Uh, thing is, is that, like, you know, that's so. I mean, okay, so this is not to, like, um,. Obviously, like, I love movies and TVs and stuff, but, like, you know, in the acting world, a lot of people can be like, oh, well, I'm a theater actor, so that means I'm more of a real actor than you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, there's definite, there's definite snobbery around, um, among some people, for sure. Right. And, uh, but the thing is, is that one of the reason I think one of the reasons that's the case is because you make less money doing it, and there's this idea that, like artists have to suffer to be true artists you know what i mean success equals selling out and like like money equals like money equals your yeah yeah like if you have enough money it means that you've kind of sold your soul on the way yeah it means that your art isn't true art isn't appreciated yeah yeah exactly but that's not Um, true that's absolutely it's not not it's not and it sucks um but yeah, what I was saying is that I'm happy that he, you know, got to be in that field and do all those things and then find monetary success. That makes me so happy. <sighs> now I'm all in, up in arms about art <laughs> and about how people think that certain art is better than other types of art, mm-hmm. which I guess is true. I mean, in my, I guess it's all just opinions. <laughs> it's I, That's just like that's your what opinion, it, man. um we could have a two-hour podcast about what art is and stuff like that but i really think we could have a two-hour podcast about the big lebowski that's That's one of my my favorite movies that's one of my boyfriend's favorite movies yeah i know um that sounded so dismissive i I meant as in like (laughs) yeah i know as in like yeah i've met patrick i know he likes that your resting bitch Um, voice (laughs) uh but what was that? Oh man, I forgot. Okay, oh, anyway, we so what else acting. happens? We were talking about. Oh, I. Okay, yeah, Maggie. Maggie, the way she treats okay, Giles yeah. sucks, and I want to punch right. her in the face. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, and then so Giles is feeling all think, neglected. I will like to say that from a narrative standpoint, it doesn't make a ton of sense the way she treats him at that point. Do you do you agree with I me? I mean, well, first of all, she's rude as hell. Like even on the first day of class, she walks in that's and is true. like, "My class is hard." <laughs> and um she so that's kind of like her natural thing and the only reason that she loosens up and like gets lighter with people is if she has like decided that they've proved themselves to her. And like I said, he introduces himself as Buffy's old high school librarian. And okay. um and also, you know, Buffy's well, I don't know. Um, I was going to say, you know, if she sees this lack of a male role model in Buffy's life, which also, how could you possibly infer that from yeah, just no, that, meeting that, a woman it's once? It's so much of a stretch. Like, she's I mean, reaching I guess, her honor. <laughs> and, I mean, we could, uh, if we want to give it the benefit of the doubt, we can say, you know, she's a psychology professor, so she can pick up those signs faster, maybe? I don't Who think, the but, hell but knows? When, when that come like, 
when it's that specific, I think yeah. it's totally, I think it's so much like, it's, it's like, it's like she's a psych grad student because she's right. pulling daddy issues. Like that's what yeah. she's pulling. She's pulling Buffy has daddy issues. And it's like, uh, you know, nothing about her. Really? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, please. Most of this is just me feeling protective over Buffy and Giles. I'm like, and Giles, yeah. You don't know my children. That's exactly. um, My note is literally Giles meets up with Walsh, and she's acting like she knows Buffy better than him. Question mark. That's my note on it. Um, Okay, yeah. So Giles, he leaves at meetings, and he's all feeling like, oh, nobody respects me as uh, you know the watcher anymore and so he goes home and um he finds out about the omen right this is all out of order by yeah, the way yeah yeah he, anyway, he finds he, out about this demon um he finds out about this demon that's going to rise and, and I guess they, he goes to the I crypt guess he just misread it maybe um and he goes to this crypt and he you know like is bummed because the demon isn't rising and then he leaves and then Ethan Rain there's a lot of funny moments in this episode and Ethan Rain is like he's like I guess nothing's gonna happen tonight and then Ethan Rain is like oh something very interesting where did he come from why was he at the crypt yeah oh my gosh I didn't even think of that is he the demon that rose up like I don't no. I don't know no. where Ethan keeps okay, coming yeah. from, and I don't know why he keeps leaving and then coming back. Like, I'm not sure what this dude's deal is. I know I like having him around. I think he's an excellent villain, but I'm like, Ethan, where did you come from? I where did you go? I need better motivation from you, Ethan. Exactly. Please. Um. So, Ethan, he meets up with Giles, and then Giles... Oh, yeah, Giles doesn't like him, so Giles, like, grabs him and is about to beat him up. And then he's I like, I would love to have seen that. I know, like, I know, we've seen it before, but, like, I'm like, yes, come on. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, wait, wait, don't beat me up, I'll give you information. And so then they go and they grab a beer, and Ethan tells him that all the demons are freaking out about something called 314, and they're not sure what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have this beer together, and then they go home, and Giles wakes up, and he's the dinosaur. And then he's really upset, and he accidentally, like, breaks up his stairs, and he busts his phone, and he's... His strength oh, he rips is really his shirt. inconsistent in this episode. It is, Did yeah. you notice that? It is. He literally, yeah. um, as a Fioral demon, he literally hits the window of his car and doesn't break it, but he touches the banister of his stairwell and rips it in half. What He does break the window of the car. Uh, not while he's riding with Spike... Like, the first... He doesn't... He oh, like, the first time? He, like, he breaks it when they're getting chased. No, he doesn't break... He's just riding in the car with him, and he's frustrated, and he kind of smacks the window. Oh. And it doesn't break, and I was like, this is inconsistent! Well, that, that's because that's not the cue for the window to break, okay? Okay, I'm sorry, you're right. Realistically. You're so right. Um, <laughs> so... Okay, yeah, so then he wakes up and he's a demon and then he's trying to find somebody, he's trying to find somebody who can help him. And so he goes to Xander's place and he goes down into <laughs> Which, Xander's basement. Sure. Yeah, and he wakes Xander up and Xander freaks out because there's a demon in his basement. That and, isn't speaking English. Right, and he's freaking out going, Xander, it's me, Xander, is me, and Xander can't understand him. 
And so then Giles is just, like, walking around, like, trying to figure out what to do. And he runs into Spike at the graveyard because Spike is, um, that, what would you say, he, home shopping? He was, he was yeah, tape measuring he was a crypt. measuring a crypt, which was fucking hilarious. I thought that was funny. Um, so he's, like, he walks up and Spike is measuring this new crypt for a new home. And he, he sees the demon and then Giles starts talking to him and uh, Spike just happens to speak Fjarl which is super lucky, I might say. Mm-hmm. And then um, they get in the car, and they're going to go look for Ethan And um, because Giles wants to handle this on his own because he doesn't want people to know that he, like, got one pulled over on him. And so they're riding in the car, and then, uh, oh, yeah, everybody's been calling all these 911 calls in because they're seeing this guy running around, you know, the demon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the initiative taps 911 calls. <laughs> Which is kind of intense. I I feel like the legality of all this stuff that they do kind of wavers. It does. It really does. Because they're using... They're they're in the military. They have clearance. They don't have to tap 911 calls. That's what I'm saying. Um, maybe he just said we have a tap. Well, yeah, and so... And and it makes sense because, like, it sounds like the police flag... Like, they are like, this is demonic activity, or this is whatever, right. this is magical, and that those calls go to the initiative. Right. Um, That's what it sounded like when he explained it in literally just, half of a sentence. Yeah, yeah, which just, like, I'm like, how long has this been going on? I know. I, this yeah, is always it's so go, you I'm want that time frame so up. bad. I'm never She's gonna stop dying for it. Up. Like, I have to know. I have to know how long the initiative has been there because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense with the rest of the show. Because I know. I the know. apocalypse wouldn't have happened three times already. I know. If the initiative were actually doing their fucking jobs. Listen, some questions don't have answers. Yeah, and also some writing staffs are lazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... What, where was I? Okay, yeah, so then there, um, the 911 calls, right? And then Riley gets a phone call from the initiative and is like, all these 911 calls are saying there's a demon nearby, y'all need to go look for it. So then Buffy goes to, like, find Giles, and Giles is obviously missing because he's the demon that they're looking for. And, uh, so it turns into, like, this chase, and, um, the initiative starts chasing Giles and Spike, and, uh, they, Giles gets away, but they're still chasing Spike down. And Giles goes to the motel that Ethan is staying at, um, and there is a fight, and Buffy and Riley show up, and there's just a big old fight, and then uh, <laughs> there's somebody else in the hotel gym. Beth is now coming to you from a bathroom in a the dark hotel. Bathroom. <laughs> Sorry, uh, somebody the else is really bad in here, guys. I just uh, it's sounding okay over the phone, but we'll see. Um, but anyway, so there's, we're almost done anyway, so there's, uh, there's this big fight, and Buffy stabs the demon, and then she sees Giles' eyes, and then is like, Giles, and realizes that it's him, Mm -hmm. and he's fine, and they, you know, they hold a metaphorical gun to Ethan's head, and, um, they make him turn Giles back, and then Giles is like, oh, I'm so happy to not be that guy anymore, and then, um... And then, oh yeah, and then the military comes up and arrests Ethan, because Ethan's like, he's he's trash-talking Buffy, and he's like, you can't do anything to me, I'm human, and, uh, you know, it's against your code to kill humans. Yeah, because she's Batman. 
Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh, Riley helps her oh, out. Oh, and, and can I gets, say, like, later, in the conversation that they have later, he says, you're strong. Like, Spider-Man strong. And I'm like, there's literally yeah. any other superhero you could have gone with, and you went with Spider-Man. Also, Spider-Man is like, that, like, being strong is not Spider-Man's thing. <sighs> Yeah, no, like I mean, I, I've I've seen him do, you know, I've seen all the movies, so I know that he can like lift heavy things, but that's not like his shtick. Like his his thing is that wow, that's the second time I've used the word shtick in thirty minutes. Um, so, like his thing is the spider thing. It's not the being strong thing. He could have gone with like the Hulk. <laughs> oh, would that have been like yeah, too offensive? That, I no. That yeah. Of the Marvel canon, he could have gone with the Hulk. Yeah, like anybody else who is stronger, or like even like Captain America, his thing is being strong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very confusing. Um, but anyway, Buffy and Giles, they have like a little heart to heart about telling each other everything, which they have like once a season, and they never tell each other everything. And um, and then that's the end of the episode. Oh, and Giles gets a new phone. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And so he's all better. His, he fixes up his house. He and Spike have a fun little, you know, goof em up. I don't know. Goofing they just up. have fun. They ride around. Yeah. They're the, oh, yeah. They're the English they're, boys. Yeah. They're sweet to each other. Um, yeah. So overall, I'm going to give this episode like a six because it I didn't particularly impress me. Um, but it wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh my god, this sucks, like I was last episode. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is this is interesting. It's just, it's good. It was just a good episode. It was fine. I'm going outside now. Oh my god, she's on the move. <laughs> Are you paused again? No, I'm not. Okay, good. Um, I'm just gonna so be what, out here at the picnic table by the good. hotel for the last few minutes of this Oh, goodness. All Guys, right, go ahead is, and I, I do it all for you, okay? I do it all for yeah. you. Um, I would give it a 6.5. All right. Because I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, there was some. Um, there were definitely some good moments, some good things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the very, very end of the episode, um, Riley is talking to Professor Walsh about, you know, whatever happened. Oh, yeah, they're talking about Buffy and about Riley's, like, I really think, you know, she's going to be an asset to the team and you're going to really like working with her, you know. And, um, and then they, like, break apart, and then the camera follows Walsh, and Walsh goes into, like, the secret employees-only area, mm-hmm. and she goes into a very discreet room marked 314. 314 in huge so letters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's way hidden away from everybody else. And so she goes into there, so I'm not sure what they're doing, but... But they're the bad all guys. All the demons, yeah, big time, big time. So, um... So we'll get to that next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for things to really pick up, because it was going, we were going really strong for a while, and then it kind of tapered, which, like, I understand that it had to, yeah. uh, you know, settle for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that next week, and, uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, at Buffy underscore speak. I'd and love our personal it if you Twitters, did. Yeah, Beth tweets all the time, and you can just click click that little heart button and favorite all those tweets Mm -hmm. and um you can email us and talk to us and tell us what you think and we'll talk to you next week we surely will all right everybody have a (laughs) great day bye